What's up, world? Danny here. Uh, we've got a special guest in the in the in the studio again today. I'm talking over myself here. Uh, this is a pretty serious subject. Uh, unfortunately, not a lot of people may uh, be aware of this or know a whole lot about it. So we've got Miss Andrea Gross here in the studio with us to tell us all about it. How you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Thank you for coming. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> now you have uh, this. Uh, you have a son mm -hmm. that's autistic, right? Yes. And you have this uh, program, this foundation called Awesome Like Anderson, right? The Facebook page and stuff. Yeah, we started uh, May tenth. It was made official. Okay, awesome. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about that and what all you do with that. Um, we started with Jackson County Walks for Autism Awareness, and we realized the need for awareness in the county and supplies, sensory supplies. Or mm -hmm. There's so many things that you need that comes with autism. Yeah. So we saw the need for that, and... I told my husband, I said, I really want to continue this year-round, not just a walk, but oh, yeah. anytime someone needs anything, I want to be able to be there. Now, when you say sensory materials, what do you mean? Um, you have the normal fidget materials, but you also have, um, like, the poppers and things like that. People are pretty okay. aware of those, but yeah. you also have the... Um, oral sensory tools um, that a lot of therapists recommend. Mm -hmm. um, you have the sensory compression vest. Um, we actually had three of those don donated through um, Harkla. Okay. All, so I was able to donate to all the elementary <clears throat> schools. That's awesome. And um, there's so many other tools. There's um, the a AAC devices, which um, are for a lot of nonverbal kids or yeah. who are kind of in between mm -hmm. that are learning how to speak or that have delayed speech. Okay. Now, I have heard, I've done some research just on my own, even before this episode was coming up about autism. There's like a few different types, right, of autism. There's nonverbal, verbal, and well, there may be just two. I'm not for sure, but is that the main two types of autism? It's it's the main two, and then you, it's such a broad spectrum. Mm -hmm. So you have kind of low functioning to high <clears throat> functioning. So yeah. you really can't pinpoint it. Right. Right. It's just something I I wasn't even aware of until. It was us. So do you think that figuring out the, the, the what's the right word, figuring out just how bad the, the uh, autism is, you pretty much have to go through it to figure it out oh, with yes. a loved one or whoever it may be to figure out uh, the, to what depth it is? Oh, yes. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So there really isn't any kind of testing or any type of anything like that to pinpoint exactly how bad it is? Um. Well... You actually, whenever you get diagnosed, or whenever um, your loved one's diagnosed, your child, whoever is diagnosed, you actually go through a series of GARS testing, which okay. in itself, I'm going to speak honestly on this because yeah. I feel like there's another parent or guardian out there who yeah. felt the way that I did, mm -hmm, absolutely. and I never got to speak on it because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's kind of taboo what I'm going to say. Well, say whatever you want to <laughs> say. This is a place for it. 
the GARS testing is traumatic. Okay. It is, um, it's basically a booklet. You're set in front of a therapist or a, a doctor. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Normally there's, there's both in there and they're staring at you the entire time. Yeah. And so you go through a series of questions, probably 50 or more. Mm-hmm. And it's basically what can't your child do? Not what can your child do. Okay. So to sit there and say, well, they can, you can't, you can't go on there and say, well, they excel in this, but they don't do well in this. Right. Okay. So it's, you know, you're on a scale of one to 10. It's one sided kind of. Yes. Okay. Very one sided. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that part was extremely traumatic. Yeah. For me, absolutely. Some people may be able to do the GARS testing and be totally fine with it, but I know that there's more that probably feel the way that I do about the GARS testing Mm -hmm. and don't. Well, I would imagine, like I say, this is coming from somebody that is is ignorant to autism, unfortunately, but I would imagine that doing a test like that, where you're so focused on the negative would be a traumatic experience it kind of brings all the bad things that goes along with it like to light all all at once you know any parent i would assume would you know uh never wants to focus on the negative they always want to figure out the positive and everything. and i don't know it kind of seems like if you're given a test like that which i know there has to be tests and stuff but i would imagine that uh kind of makes a parent face it head on you know and just focus on the bad things i was definitely not ready to yeah stare it in the face (laughs) yeah yeah i would i would i I can't even imagine now i guess autism autism is always diagnosed early um not always okay um i have seen since starting which i was ignorant to it until 2021 right, right. i was you know i was blindsided by it oh yeah um there has been so many people who've went up into you know their adult life mm-hmm. without knowing that they were autistic yeah well that makes sense now that i think about it because you just said a minute ago that there's different types different severities to it you know some of oh, it may yeah. not be as obvious as others and i see this post all the time um circulate facebook and i I think about it so much um people will say well there was never autism you know in the 80s 90s you know Mm -hmm. whatever yeah i've seen and then somebody will say well you know your grandpa had his favorite chair or he collected his favorite coins or you know ate the same meal every Mm -hmm. day yeah (laughs) it just nobody knew about it yeah well i mean yeah, that makes sense. It's the only. It was probably, I guarantee, there a thing, but they just didn't recognize it or test for it or anything. And, or you were, you know, you were institutionalized instead of celebrated and helped. Yeah. When it yeah. came to that, and to me, that is that is so heartbreaking. Yeah. That you know. We're kind of pigeonholed into a certain category. Yeah. Yeah. Had had this situation been, you know, me and my family. 40 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, our, our life would look totally different. Yeah, absolutely would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have seen, which I'm sure everybody has seen videos of autistic children and stuff that 
that suffer from uh, of it uh, suffer from autism on a very severe uh, end of it, where they're like uh, they uh, uh, they uh, hit themselves. Their self, it's called something. Self, uh, I can't remember. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but they uh, they're like they batter themselves. They beat themselves up and stuff like that. I've seen that, and uh, I can't even imagine dealing with something like that yeah it's like a it's like a form of self-harm it's self-harm it's like yeah a, that's what i was looking to, for to regulate their self yeah. in a sensory a, a deep pressure yeah you know they can't um a lot of times <clears throat> they can't control their emotion or they can't regulate what's going on so each child has their own way of mm-hmm. dealing with it yeah you know i guess in layman's terms it would probably be easier to define it as just somebody that's not that doesn't have the abilities to cope yes. with with certain things oh yeah so they they deal with it in the best way they know how mm-hmm. right i mean would that be fair to say oh yeah okay yeah and that's kind of where um the sensory items come into play um my son i i try to test out these items before i put them on the page to mm-hmm. say hey you know we can get you this item if you think it would help your child. Yeah. So I try to buy them for Anderson and kind of do like, he's kind of like the guinea pig for these items. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't work out, you know, they don't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, the Harkla vest has, has been really good for him. The what now? The Harkla vest? The Harkla vest. Harkla vest. Um, it has weights. You can um, modify the weights, put more in, less in. Um, and then it's also a compression vest. He does well with deep pressure. So it's like a comforting effect that they get from mm-hmm. it? Or, okay. Yeah, it's like a weighted blanket, but oh, okay. vest. <laughs> okay. Well, that'd be, yeah. That's all right. I didn't even know they had anything like that. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's uh, amazing. Uh, again, you know, I'm I'm probably going to say this a bunch on this podcast, but I've seen videos of of uh, parents being absolutely beaten to death by their children, and I've seen people, I've seen parents being faced with uh, having to make decisions on whether or not to put their children in in uh, hospitals and things like that. And then I've seen videos where people, just like you said ago go many many years until they're diagnosed with it you know i mean you answered my question after i after i asked it but uh uh is that is the testing that you mentioned a few minutes ago is that the only way of testing um i don't believe so i believe there are more testing out there but that is just the only one that i have personally done okay okay that's the one and the bad thing is, is that we've actually had to do it multiple times. Oh Lord! Yes. Wow. That'd be horrible. <laughs> Which is, it's traumatic every time. You feel the same way. And yeah. I did not think that I would feel the same way every time. Mm-hmm. But um, to start his story in the in the very beginning. Yeah. Um, this is gonna sound weird, but his story starts with uh, ear infections getting ear tubes put in really okay okay <laughs> so we go through that process um a lot that's very common for kids to have ear tubes put in um we go to our very last appointment um where we were gonna see if they had either fallen out or you know they were gonna need to be taken out 
Mm-hmm. Um, we leave that appointment. Everything's good. I get home. And Anderson's speech had always been um, not necessarily delayed. Uh, me and my husband, Brandon, he, um, we always knew what he was saying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And he had had hearing tests and speech tests. And so we had been through all that. Yeah. Um, so I get home and um, the doctor had always sent me emails because of my work. I had to have a work excuse. So they would always send me an email. Yeah. You know, hey, you've been here. <clears throat> and I'm reading through the email. And uh, I look at the very bottom. And it says the child has very apparent autism very now, apparent autism yes hmm. this is in an email I'm, can you imagine <laughs> i can't even imagine just going through something and reading that yeah and and mind you months before about six months before this had happened i had i had seen some videos on mm. tiktok and things of other autistic children because if anybody's ever been around anderson mm-hmm. that kid could you know He's quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just a ball of fire. Yeah. I wouldn't change him for nothing. Absolutely. Man, he wears me down. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I had thought, you know, maybe he has ADHD. You mm-hmm. know, there's something. Yeah, yeah. There, you know, there's something there. Yeah. But it's not autism. Right, right. Because I've seen videos. Yeah. Which, that was my ignorance. Okay. <laughs> so, I get this, and I'm standing in the kitchen, and I, I reread this email I don't, I don't know how many times I, I just keep looking at that word with my son's name next to it. Yeah. And I had a breakdown. Mm-hmm. I absolutely, I lost it. Yeah. You know, my husband was at work and I just read in a, in a, just a casual, you know, email. Hey, here's your work excuse. By the way, your son has autism. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I Seems can. Seems like there would be a better way to <laughs> yeah. weigh that on somebody. <laughs> I can, uh. I can laugh about it now, but the man, there's a mom out there that's losing it in her kitchen right now too. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and, I bet. And uh, that's that's why I <clears throat> wanted to uh, talk about it yeah. because I haven't got to tell many people mm. about standing in my kitchen. Absolutely, I lost my mind. Just devastating. Yeah, because not my kid. You mm-hmm. know, my kids. No, not yeah. mine. Yeah. So I went through a big grief period, and um, I called his pediatrician, which was directly connected to our ear, nose, and throat doctor. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely, I said some uh, very censored words. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. while I'm in the kitchen, snotting, yeah. crying. You yeah. know, me and her are on a pretty personal level. Right. I felt like mm-hmm. so. Uh, she understood yeah. <laughs> my language at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so she, you know, she discussed it with the ear, nose, and throat doctor, and uh, we haven't been back there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that I'm welcome. Might not be for good you know? reason, probably. <laughs> There's that mom with that uh, fancy language. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. oh Lord! So uh, after this, we set up an appointment with you. Fancy language, I like that. <laughs> oh man, we set up an appointment with his doctor. Uh, 
in Lexington. We have a pediatrician up there. And uh, so we get on the, she gives me, she gets me on the wait list for UK Developmental Pediatrics. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, by the way, that's going to be a year wait. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Women don't wait for nothing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, especially I, I something you know, like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm not waiting a year. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to wait a week. Mm-hmm. So uh, I said, are is there anything we can do? She said, honey, there's kids all over Kentucky right now trying to get into this clinic wow. to get an official diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Because UK UK is the big testing center. Yeah. You can go to other centers, but yeah. they are like... Yeah. You want to go yeah. to the Mecca. Yeah. yeah. So... I go home and I start researching. There's got to be somebody close to us Mm -hmm. that does this testing. There's no way. But I find out you cannot, insurance does not cover anything with autism diagnosis. Really? Nothing. Wow. No. My insurance does not cover any kind of therapist, anything like that at all. Wow. Out of pocket. I would have never imagined that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a slap in the face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then I find a doctor in Wilmore, Kentucky, right outside of Nicholasville. Uh-huh. And it's called <clears throat> Puzzle Piece um, Creative Counseling. Okay. And I email her on a Sunday because my mind was absolutely, I was driving myself crazy because I thought there's no way I can wait a year you mm-hmm. know, to know for sure. I'm not going to go off this email that my son's autistic. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I need to see a test. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but me being who I am, I didn't stop at one test. I had to, you know, I had to have like three tests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would be the same way. Know. I would want to make absolutely certain this is oh, what's yeah. going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we get the, I sent the email on a Sunday. This lady emails me back like two hours later. She yeah. was a absolute godsend. Yeah. Because we was in her office Tuesday. Really? Yes. Wow. So March, I want to say we started March of 2022. Mm-hmm. So I got the email. <laughs> I got the email in the <clears throat> early December of 21, and then we got our first appointment in march of 22 okay so i go up there cried the whole way there it's like an hour and a half almost two hour trip up there cry the whole way there and she of course presents me the lovely gars testing so we go through that and we end up going there every two weeks for two months oh wow for an uh her diagnosis my and of man. course, she tells me my son has autism. Yeah, and absolutely shatters my world. She, yeah. she killed me. Yeah. I wish that I could hug the parent that I was <clears> then <throat> mm-hmm. and let her know, man, this kid, this kid is gonna, man, he's gonna do awesome stuff. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. That's one thing that I have noticed uh, more so than anything else is that kids that have autism, they may lack in certain areas, Mm -hmm. but they excel so much in others. Oh, yeah. Like 
some of the, I mean, like you can look it up on, on the internet. Some of the smartest, most ingenious people in the world suffer from autism. Oh yeah. They, uh, I cannot remember his name, but I was reading about him just the other day. He is a nuclear physicist and he suffers from, uh, the, the, uh, the worser, the worst part of autism, but he is revered and by, uh, uh, What's his name? Uh, uh, the 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 car guy, I, Elon. The, te- the the Tesla guy, Elon Musk. He is uh, just admir- uh, Just I'm trying. I'm stumbling over my words here to trying to. He is sought after by these known geniuses to teach them. You know, he's just a remarkable person. He suffers from, like I say, the worst part of autism. So, yeah, they may uh, lack in other areas, but they excel in others to the point where they're geniuses. Oh, yeah. You know, but uh, that would even for any parent, that would be hard to take, you know, because especially that's why this you coming on this podcast, I believe, is so important because. For somebody that doesn't know what autism is, they may look at it as a end-of-the-road type situation. You know, like, oh, my God, the, how's my child going to ever do anything? That was me. Yeah, I, I could. <laughs> I would imagine that every parent would be like, well, it's over. You know, throw your hands up in the air. Yeah. He, he or she's never going to amount to anything. That's not the case at all. No. No, it, <clears throat> it's definitely not. Um, there were times... When we were going to Wilmore, and not, uh, I don't want to say this to scare anybody, but not every appointment was terrible. Yeah. Not every appointment, I, and I, I never let Anderson see me break down like that. I was mm-hmm. always, you know, I cried a lot in my kitchen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cried a lot in my truck. Um, so, I never did want him to see me do that. Yeah. So as soon as I would buckle him in that car seat and as quick as I could sit down, I would lose it. Mm-hmm. And um, one of our last appointments at Puzzle Piece, when we got the official official testing and it listed out, um, all in all, he has six diagnoses, which autism is kind of a, an umbrella. Mm-hmm. So when... I seen it on paper again. I lost it. My my husband ended up having to. Uh, I called him because I I said I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I you know. Yeah. He ended up having to leave work and come and meet us mm-hmm. all the way in Wilmore because I was in such a shape that I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I don't. I didn't know. I didn't know really anything about autism. I mm. knew. He, existed but you know how am i going to help my child when right now i can't even drive myself out of this parking lot yeah yeah <laughs> you know i in now i'm driving him you know through the middle of my key let him do his thing yeah yeah <laughs> you know so just to see it now i wish i could go back and just tell myself that so it's gonna be okay yeah yeah and then we ended up about six months after that, not necessarily six months, it was probably about three or four. That kind, that time in my life, you know, you kind of, it's 
it's like a fog, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so July 12th, we go to UK. Our first appointment was uh, the week before. Uh, I think it was uh, the week of July 4th. And um, we go there, and the doctor that morning got into an accident or something, and we weren't able to make our year appointment. Oh, Lord. I left there fighting mad. After waiting a year? After waiting oh, a year. Oh, gosh. We drive all the way up there. Lord. <laughs> you know, I cry myself to sleep the night before. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm... And I'm say this now to be kind of raw about it because mm-hmm. that's the part that i don't i don't tell people that yeah you know yeah so that's kind of what i wanted to do mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. i don't i don't tell people hey you know you don't get on facebook and say hey i cried myself to sleep last night because yeah. my kid got diagnosed today yeah. or you know well this is great that you're willing to come on here and be so honest and blunt about it because uh, I mean, this does get heard by a lot of people, <clears throat> and it'll probably get heard by a lot of people that may be just have an inclination that something may be going on with their child. Yeah. Uh, but they kind of ignore those feelings because they don't want to admit it, you know, or they don't want to face it or anything like that. I mean, I'm sure you may have even done that, you know, kind of, oh, he's just, he's just a little different or he's a little... He's, he's whatever it may be that you told yourself. Yeah. As hard as it was to face and do those GARS testing and stuff and trauma, how tra- as traumatic as it was for you, would you still recommend doing that as fast as possible and getting the ball mo- rolling with it? 100%. Okay. If you can afford to do it out of pocket, go to Puzzle Piece. Mm-hmm. She is incredible. She still texts me to this day. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's incredible. Yeah. And one of the things that stuck out to me, I got cold chills right now talking about it. Because yeah. <laughs> I remember the way I felt. Um, Anderson was off playing in the <clears throat> corner of her office. And uh, I broke, uh, you know, I broke down. He was turned around playing in the corner. And uh, she told me, she said, she has a 23-year-old son that's yeah. autistic, which started her career uh-huh. as a therapist. Oh, wow. And she told me, she said, it is okay to grieve. Yeah. And I lost it. I lost it because that's what I was doing. I, yeah. I wasn't about to tell nobody that mm-hmm. I was grieving because good moms don't do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, good moms don't grieve over their child that's, healthy and you mm-hmm. know there's so much more problems out here in this world but right then my problem was huge yeah. it was it was it was more than i could hold do, do you think like do you think like letting go and allowing yourself to cry and allowing yourself to grieve the reason why you didn't allow yourself to do that before may was maybe because you didn't want to feel sorry for them or you didn't think that uh you maybe you didn't think that it was worth crying over that you didn't know enough about it not to cry over it or something i mean do you think that 
her telling you it's okay to grieve kind of unlocked something and allowed you to do that? Like, it's okay to cry. It's okay to grieve. This is just something that some people go through. Yeah. Because (coughs) when he was diagnosed, and I'm going to go ahead and say this, if if you don't have a husband like mine, I I'm so sorry because I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. I, I I might still be sitting in that counselor's parking lot right now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. If if it wasn't for him, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. Yeah. Now, what's your husband's name? Brandon Gross. Brandon. Yeah. Shout out to Brandon. You're a good man. <laughs> she appreciates you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Now, Anderson is how old? He just turned six. Just on, turned six. August 25th. Now, I've been looking at your page. I yeah. joined your page and everything. He's a handsome little dude. Oh, man. He's a ladies man. Oh, yeah. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. He's an awesome little guy. Oh. I'd like to meet him sometime. Well, I was I wanted to bring him in here today, but yeah. I don't know that there would be a next podcast by the time he got done with this. <laughs> I'd fix it, man. That ain't no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> ain't nothing in this room can't be fixed. <laughs> oh gosh! Now I was uh, I was reading some statistics, and you may be able to tell me whether these are false or true. But it, from a uh, what looked like a pretty reputable website, it says uh, uh, autism. The autism rate is one in every thirty-six yes. children. That's a lot. It used to be thirty-six isn't a whole lot of kids. I want to say in the sixties or seventies, <clears throat> and each year, as more people are are waking up, opening yeah. their eyes. Okay, it, that number is getting. Smaller, which I will attribute <laughs> to people like you bringing awareness to autism. You know, you may think, "Well, God, it's gro- it's a growing thing. It's a, you know, more people's getting it." I don't believe it's like intensifying in the number of of people that it affects. I just believe that more people are being aware of it, becoming yeah. aware of it, knowing the signs to look for in order to go get this testing and stuff like that. Uh, I would say that there may be a lot of parents out there that are just completely in denial over it and just refuse to, to do it. And I would say that you're not doing your child any favors by ignoring it. Oh, no. You're no. just setting them back so much by ignoring the fact that they may be suffering from this as hard as it was to go through and anderson's still anderson no matter what oh absolutely you know and that's what was so hard for me is because i had i had trouble um getting pregnant and staying pregnant so when anderson came into the world man it it shook me up. Yeah. I'm telling you, there I do anything he asks <clears throat> me to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take him anywhere he wants to go. Uh-huh. Because there's a whole lot of tears and praying went into him getting here. Yeah. So that was the hard part for me uh-huh. is realizing that when he got diagnosed, I picked apart every part of my life from the moment I realized I was pregnant up until that day. Mm-hmm. I picked that apart. Yeah. What did I do? What did I eat? What did I did I take medicine I wasn't supposed to take? Yeah. It's it's not world ending. Yeah. For that day, your world your world stops for a second, but yeah. 
they're still that incredible child. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's just, it's devastating Mm -hmm. at first. Yeah. Yeah. But I realized he didn't need to fit into this world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I needed to fit into his world. Yeah. And let me tell you. That's a good way to put that. You know, that's, that's how, that's how it is. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, when you become a parent, it's no longer your world you're living in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's their world. Yeah. You know, and when it's the other way around, that's when there's issues. Yeah. You know, and there's there's things before he got diagnosed. I was like, man, this kid, this kid can be bad. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. You know, what am I doing? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's wild. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> What's going like, on? Like I asked, you know, I prayed to God to give me a son, but like, yeah, come on, did you amp this one up? Well, yeah. what you know what I mean? <laughs> Golly. Yeah. Well, I'm a firm believer that there's a reason for everything, and you said that you had uh, difficulties with 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 getting pregnant difficulties with maintaining a pregnancy and stuff mm-hmm. like that and then then you got pregnant with anderson and you had anderson and he's wonderful and great and everything i think it was just uh, god picking the right parents for him oh yeah. i really believe i really believe that uh just in any instance like that when a child is afflicted with something no matter what it is there's a special type of person that's got to be able to do what you're doing yeah. And because from what I've seen, <laughs> man, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. It really does. And the the one thing that I see above all else is just love yeah. for that child. And it's amazing. Don't get me wrong. We we have bad days. Oh, everybody there's, would. There's days I'll call Brandon at work. I'm like, <clears throat> I, I'm losing my mind, yeah. you know. <laughs> that was that was going to be my next question. If you don't, if you don't mind, what is a a really good des- good day versus what is a really good bad day with an autistic child? With just Anderson or just J- yeah, just, you, just your personal story. If you don't oh, mind man. telling it, a really good day uh, <clears throat> is any day he. He's been able to go see trains somewhere. If, really? If we leave from my job, um, there's a train that runs right by there. If he's seen a oh, train yeah. that day and if he gets to stop at McDonald's really? on the way home, That's he's awesome. gold. That's a good day. <laughs> he's, well, I, I mean, like trains, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they go. <laughs> Listen, if you want to know something about him, I, yeah. I got a guy at the house that knows all about him. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He is okay. like an expert. Yeah, I like yeah. trains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's And that right there, if if it's a yes day, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we'll stop at the dollar store and mm-hmm. whatever you want, we'll raid Walmart today or, yeah. you know. That's a good day. Yeah. If if he's expecting to stop somewhere, that's that's when the day kind of takes a turn. Okay. So uh, he, he hasn't had the best time at school this year, which is which has been hard. Mm-hmm. But he's getting better every day. Yeah. But on a bad day, you know, he goes into the. I don't want to say tantrums. Because yeah. it's different than a tantrum. You know, mm-hmm. he's not getting mad for a minute 
now this is a type of he's a different child when this happens oh really he's not anderson okay you know and it's almost like they don't hear anything Uh or they can't control how they're treating you at the time okay so i know people people see you know me post pictures of him and we're out doing this and we're out doing that i keep him busy Mm mm-hmm that's what you need to do. You yeah. need to you need to keep them busy. If they have an interest, drive that interest. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what I try to do. Mm. And that keeps him regulated and going and I live in his world yeah. for a minute. You okay. know, on the days that I need him <laughs> to kind of live in my world for a minute, those mm-hmm. are the days that are the hard days. Yeah. The days that I'm calling my husband on his lunch break, crying like, "Man, I was a bad mom today," and oh, really? you know, he reassures me, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. If you don't got one of those, yeah. <laughs> so even on your days, it's still Anderson's day. Oh pretty yeah, much. Is that, was yeah, that a good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Man. the roost is ruled by a six year old. Yeah. And. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I I can't, <clears throat> of course, I, you know, I, I'm speaking from just an opinion. Everybody needs a couple minutes to their self. I don't care who you are, what you got going on. It's not a, a, a selfish thing to need a few minutes by yourself. In your situation, you don't get that. No. And that's like uh, me and so my I husband. So I can't even imagine <laughs> Me and my husband go on a, a yearly date. and I, A yearly date? Yes. Wow. <laughs> and I, I envy couples that um, if you get to go on a date with your husband or your wife or mm-hmm. boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, girl, you know, whatever. Yeah. If you get to go out on a date, don't take it for granted. Yeah. Because, man, when that year rolls around, we are so excited. That's awesome. <laughs> we went to uh, just... Uh, a couple weeks ago, we went to Outback, the same place we went last year. Really? (laughs) (laughs) And went in Walmart because, you know, any day I open my eyes is the day I need to go to Walmart. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) Now, I mean, I I don't know how to put this or how to put put this question, but do you still sometimes on that once a year thing, on on that once a year day, I'm sure you're constantly thinking about Anderson, thinking oh, yeah. about what's going on, uh, maybe even getting phone calls, you know, I'm sure. But kind of at the same time, and I'm just being real here. I'm not oh, meaning yeah, anything you by this. Me, you can ask me anything. I'm just saying, <laughs> do, are you sitting there like I would, like any parent would, thinking, God, just let this not go good and don't let the phone ring and let me just forget about all that for a little bit? Oh, yeah. 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 You're not human if you wouldn't be. No. I can't imagine anybody sitting there thinking, oh, she's she's not thinking about her son. That's stupid to think that you're not wanting a few minutes by yourself or to have a peaceful meal or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't uh, – I used to go get my hair done a lot. I, yeah. I, quit, I quit going to get my hair done even though, you know, me and the lady that done my hair, we're still really close. But – yeah. We're not able to uh, 
get a sitter that way that my husband can work day shift and I can work day shift also Yeah. so that we're home in the evening. So he has sacrificed and went to second shift so that um, we don't have to have another sitter. That's a man right there. I, I'm telling you. That's a man right there. <laughs> do whatever you got to do. Yeah. That's a man right there. And so the weekends, the weekends are your weekend's quick but man our weekend is like yeah 30 seconds and high speed yeah <laughs> fast forward and yeah i'm mad come sunday evening yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, i'm mad about yeah. it <laughs> yeah now I, that's uh, one thing that i wanted to ask about a little bit uh you say you get you're mad by sunday evening you know do you ever still have those and i'm sure you do still have those just break down moments where you want to scream and cry and punch something and pull your hair out. Oh yeah. 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 You're lucky this is not a wig right now. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. I love him to pieces, but he, if anybody has ever tested me, Anderson will test you. Yeah. Uh, he'll find out where that itch is. Oh yeah. Yeah, he'll scratch and just it. Just do that. Oh poke yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> And the reason why I ask that is just, you know, I believe it's real important to normalize every aspect of autism, dealing with somebody that has autism and stuff like that. Uh, I can't, there's nobody in this world perfect. There's oh, nobody no. in this world that's going to make all the right decisions. And there's not a parent in the world, even uh, dealing with a child that isn't autism, autistic, you're going to have those freak out moments. Yeah. So I can't even imagine somebody that deals with so much not having a, a freak out moment two or three times four or five six times a week yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know so i mean <laughs> i feel i feel like that's completely warranted and normal and needs to happen it oh, really does yeah. you need to let it out some way somehow well i'll tell i'll tell this on myself because me and my husband was just laughing about this because he found it the other day uh I used to religiously, religiously smoke Marlboros. Okay. I mean, that was, yeah. oh, there wasn't nothing better. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I smell them right now. <laughs> so yeah. anytime, anytime uh, my vape wasn't, you know, what I needed, yeah. I'd go buy a pack and just smoke one or two out of it. The whole pack in about five minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I blend them up and yeah. you know yeah. eat them. <laughs> Make it into a cigar. <laughs> so that was kind of that was my vice, and I'd smoke a couple and hide the pack somewhere, mm -hmm. just around the house, yeah. in the sock drawer, whatever. Put yeah. them away. And uh, the other day he he pulled out a you know one of our little junk drawers, and that was like two oh, yeah. stale. <laughs> but that was my thing yeah. I'd, I'd grab that pack go outside <laughs> yeah everybody's gotta have something oh you yeah know? i mean if you don't you 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 could probably go crazy in any instance oh dealing with anything yeah everybody's got their their vices and things that they need to kind of calm themselves down i've got dozens <laughs> that i have to do <laughs> so i completely understand that <laughs> oh yeah I, I was vaping out in the truck right before i walked in here because oh, yeah. my nerves was shot coming on your talk <laughs> Yeah. Well, you've done really good. Yeah, everybody, yeah, was, everybody's was, really kind of nervous, but they calm right now. Oh yeah, I was, I was really nervous yeah. about it. 
So if you're ever out in public and you smell cigarettes that smell gummy, yeah. somebody hug me because I'm going through it. Oh, okay. Really? Okay. All right. So, yeah. Somebody help me that's out. A, that's, a, that's a sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need a hug. She's smelling like Marlboro. Uh-huh. Man, help her out. Yeah. Oh, that's something else. That's funny. Oh, gosh. But I just, I really wanted, you know, I know people... I know people probably see some of the posts and think, oh, man, it just, it goes so good all the time. It goes so good all the time. What mm-hmm. are they doing? What are they, you know, forever good posts on there, there's, there's been a bad day. Yeah. Right behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you ever, if you suspect that your child does have autism, Go ahead and start the process. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and get yourself ready for some real hard stuff. Yeah. And I want everybody to know <coughs> that if you need me, I will be there. I'll be your Brandon. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, I just, because there were so many times I felt so alone because when I would tell people, they're like, well, what is it? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? What is it? <laughs> it's yeah. autism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so then you would have to explain, and so they don't know how you feel. Yeah. You know. So I reached out to other moms to kind of because I knew at some point they had felt the way that I felt. Yeah. So that's that helped me more than anything. Mm-hmm. It's talking to another parent that had been there. Well, I would say that, you know, supporting your child is the most important thing that you can do yeah. uh, for any parent. But <clears throat> a parent that has an autistic child needs as much support as they can get to dealing with oh, yeah. uh, being a parent of an autistic child. So uh, what you're doing and bringing awareness and stuff to, uh, to autism, you know, don't forget the parent in this too because from from what i've seen parents go through hell a lot a lot of the times with an autistic child so there is no doubt a need for supportive parents to parents of an autistic child i think that's very important because you know it's a real it's real heavy stuff yeah and it's it's not just when you initially get diagnosed which when he was getting diagnosed, when we were going through the process, I can name two or three people that actually knew, you know, mm-hmm. because it was a taboo word. I don't, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. don't say it. Don't say that. <laughs> don't, yeah. you know, don't say it. Yeah. Because then that, it makes it real. Yeah. You know, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. It makes it real. <laughs> as soon as you, you know, as soon as you say it, which that's why. I, it was so hard uh, seeing his name on paper next mm-hmm. to the diagnosis. Yeah, I can imagine. And uh, it's even <clears throat> after that, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times you're not going to know that somebody's going through that. You're, yeah. You know, yeah. two years ago, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't talk about it without breaking down. Yeah. And uh, there's another part I wanted to, I wanted to say, um, 
when you get diagnosed at UK, and uh, I want to go ahead and tell everybody about this. So if you are listening and you are dealing with this, I want to give a fair warning because this is another part that's very traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, the day your child's diagnosed, they hand you a thick binder. And um, it is full of absolutely everything from um, what is autism, uh, your first hundred days after diagnosis, you know, um, stuff you need to apply for, uh, what Medicaid will do for you, which is nothing. Really? (laughs) That's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Emergency numbers. And then you get to the back, which is the dark part um the back when you start filling it out um it'll tell you that your child uh what'll happen if something happens to you and your husband who's gonna take after your child Mm. uh i opened that part we were sitting at the kitchen table and uh i opened that part and absolutely I lost it. Just devastated you. <laughs> yeah, because I, I looked at I looked at uh, my husband and I said, Brandon, we can't even get a babysitter. Yeah. Ha- what happens if tomorrow we're in a car accident? Mm-hmm. You know, what are we gonna do? Yeah. Who, what happens then? You know, that's one of the hard things. I got cold chills again because yeah. I'm revisiting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that mom I was then and he took it he took it like a champ you know he's yeah. like it's fine he's fine you know yeah he's still and that's what I'm saying you're gonna he was kind of uh manifesting the mom I am right now uh-huh. you know yeah that sounds cliche to say but that's the truth mm-hmm. he's kind of manifesting how this was gonna go mm-hmm. he knew he knew that i was gonna make it to the other end of this yeah which was that was bumpy road but mm-hmm. we're here mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we're telling the world you're doing you know, a good job thank you you're doing a very good job it was hard <laughs> <clears throat> i can't even imagine how hard it would be i mean to read what was in that binder and to have to confront everything that could be or possibly <laughs> happen and just like you said, what happens? What this is this being told? This yeah. is what's going to happen if you die. Yeah, and that'd be hard to take. Not only do you say, "Well, your four-year-old's autistic," now you need to have a plan for. Yeah. If if something happens tomorrow, mm-hmm. you better have that figured out. Yeah. Because here's this problem with your child. Here's yeah. this situation going on with your yeah. child. But let's stack on 100 more issues. Oh yeah, that you have to deal with. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I opened that binder and I read that, <coughs> and it took me about six months before I ever opened it again. Yeah. I put it on. I put it in the desk drawer, and I didn't open it again. Like a horror because, novel or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Terrified me. Yeah. Absolutely terrified me. Because if, you know, if you can't get a babysitter, you know, who's, who's this kid going to live with? Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know anybody that hasn't needed a babysitter. Yeah. 
once or twice. You know, or, anybody that's going to know that, you know, elopements involved. I don't know if you know much about elopement. I've, but I've read about it. They're wanderers. Yeah. Yeah, they Man, wander off. That's Anderson's favorite thing. Really? Wow, <laughs> yeah. that would be he's, scary. He's an adventurer. Really? Yeah. But, I mean, we've got a... We've, it's better about it now, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things you have to worry about. Yeah. Constant awareness. Yeah. Just constant awareness yeah. of what's going and a, on. Another thing that terrifies me, um, this is kind of bad to talk about, <coughs> but uh, you think about, I think about this too. Um, if something ever happens at school, God forbid, you know, Anderson, there's not a quiet bone in his body. Yeah. What if? What if he has to be quiet? Mm-hmm. What if he has to stay in one place? Now, will that trigger something, a tantrum? Oh, yeah. If yeah. he's, like, forced to do yeah. anything he don't want to do, yeah. that'll, that'll what, trigger it. You know, what if what if there's lockdown at school? What if there, you know, God yeah. forbid there was a shooter or something? Yeah. Is he going to stay quiet? Mm-hmm. Is, you know, well, his friend. I never friend, thought about anything yeah, like that. It hit me. <laughs> I got a thing about that the other day when he went to kindergarten. And uh, I thought. He's not, he may, he's not going to understand Yeah. that, hey, somebody's really dangerous. Yeah. Is right here. See, that's something only the mother of an autistic child would think about. <laughs> it really is. So I've never considered anything <laughs> like that. It's terrifying. That's a very real thing. And <clears throat> you think, you know, you never know what's going to happen nowadays you really don't so that's something you also have to consider Mm -hmm. so your mind never turns off with autism yeah you're i would say people i know i do take for granted the ability to not have to constantly know what my children is doing i've got some type of idea you know i know they're upstairs 99% 99% sure they're in their game room up there. But like, just like this morning, I was wandering around the house, and I told the boys to gather up the trash and take the trash out. Now, my trash bin is at the end of this our first dry, driveway here. And I was doing something in my, my wife's bathroom, and then all of a sudden I realized my boys is outside taking the trash out. I realized it, meaning I wasn't paying attention yeah. to what they were doing. And I ran to the front door. I didn't run, but I walked to the front door and I made sure they was all right because it's a pretty good walk to where our trash bin is and stuff. And uh, I'm really watchful over them, but not, nowhere near to the extent that you are of Anderson. Yeah. Uh, as any parent wouldn't be, I don't feel like. So being able to forget for a little bit uh, about not constantly having to have my eyes on my child uh, I, I take for granted most yeah, every parent takes it's for a, granted it's it's all <clears throat> the time thing and this statistic here if it's correct says 50% of autistic children are wanderers yeah that's a lot that's oh, half yeah. you're you're rarely going to see us in public where one of us are not holding his hand yeah because man He's nosy too. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a, he wants to know what's up and what's going on. That's right. right he said, I'm nosy, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does get that from his yeah. mommy. I'm, I want to know your business. I'm yeah, not yeah. going to tell your business, but I just want to know, know what's it, going on. You know? <laughs> now, I, so I have noticed something, like when we're out at Walmart or wherever we're at, uh, parents will have pretty pretty large children, mm-hmm. tall children, and they'll have a leash. Not like oh. a dog leash, but they'll have a, th- a little it's Velcro like a, thing wrapped around like the wrist. Like a backpack. Some of them are backpacks. Yeah. Some of them yeah. are... They'll have backpacks and they'll have a lead from them. Is, yeah. would, is that like used for autistic children to just keep them within a arm's length? A lot of the time. kind of okay. gives them their freedom without sitting there holding their hand. Anderson okay. hates them. Really? Absolutely hates them. Okay. Yeah. We done... We... We attempted it just to kind of give him his freedom and mm-hmm. free up at least one of our hands. Oh, yeah. But he, and I see a lot of bad posts on Facebook about him. And I would admit that when I first seen him, I was like, oh, golly, you know. Yeah. Because when you first see it and you don't understand or you're not a parent, mm-hmm. you're like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> why is this kid, you know, yeah. on a, on a bungee cord strap? Well, you know, right I now? would imagine that being, that being a parent and having an autistic child, any, <laughs> this may sound funny, but any type of little bit of freedom for both the parent and the child, you'll take full advantage of, oh, or yeah. at least try it, you know, Oh, so, yeah. Well, for instance... Don't knock, uh, it, don't knock it because you probably don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I took uh, him and his sisters. We went in Hobby Lobby yesterday. This is one of those things, that little bit of freedom, man. He's going to take it. Yeah. And uh, they have those uh, industrial ladders yeah. in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were in the aisle, you know. I did. I wasn't holding his hand because you know sometimes I'll give him his freedom. Yep. I'll, t- I'll test him out. He mm-hmm. tests me. I'm gonna test you. Why you? Yeah. Well, he failed. Okay. Uh, right at the end of that aisle was one of those big industrial ladders. Mm. And buddy, as soon as I let go of his hand, there he went. He said, "Oh, I'm climbing it." Oh, <laughs> I yeah. said, oh, oh, "Oh my gosh!" Man. Before I caught him, he was like six steps up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's further than I would go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid of heights. Yeah. Oh, this kid? No. Yeah. Empire State Building is not tall enough to scare him. That's another thing I've read about autism, that there is no fear in these no. children. No, no fear. They don't grasp the severity of what they're doing, and they don't have uh, 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 whatever sensory perception it is of fear. They don't know yeah. what it is. And no. oftentimes that's what uh, that they get injured or something like that because they don't see the danger or the fear in something. Oh, that's what terrifies me yeah. is, you know, because he doesn't see the fear. <clears throat> wow. The higher something is, the the more he wants to climb it. And me, mm-mm. Yeah. I get two foot off the ground. I'm I'm yeah. sweating. <laughs> if his chair was any higher, I'd be a little yeah. nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I'm really that's, bad fi- at heights. <laughs> that's fine, Danny. I'll stand. I'll stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. I like to keep planted on the ground. Yeah. Not him. He, he'd do anything. Wow. He would. Man. The- that's so, that's so, that's <laughs> something else that they just don't have any, they, they, they don't 
understand things like that, but they are so uh, able to adapt and and exceed oh, in yeah. so much, so many other things. You know, and it's not just like a, the guy that I mentioned a while ago, the nuclear physicist. It's music, it's reading, writing, yeah. art, drawing, anything in the world. These children are amazing at. Well, when he was when he was probably about two, he was already counting to ten, saying his ABCs. Mm. He was catching on. Um, the <clears> first time I was like, "Man, this kid's memory is wild." Yeah. He watched the movie Shrek for the first time. Yeah. And. I caught him reciting that movie with the accents. What? And he's as country as can be, so yeah. he was mimicking these accents. And it's actually called a, I'm a butcher, yeah. the how you pronounce this, but it's called echolalia. Really? So that is how, kind of how they start talking, is wow. through mimicking videos or mimicking uh movies songs and so they kind of pull words from movies from songs yeah. and gather that as a sentence but he does the accents and stuff yeah the that's, accents that's amazing <laughs> i want to see that i love that impressions and stuff <laughs> and accents it's fine until he impersonates me and then, oh yeah yeah <laughs> and then he uh he roasts people too oh and yeah that doesn't even mean to i mean i, I secretly think he means to but yeah, uh yeah. his favorite characters he'll you know he calls brandon a classic caillou oh yeah <laughs> <Brandon's Paul. laughs> <laughs> so they argue about that <laughs> i think man, this anderson guy would get along <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he sounds fun <laughs> but man there's I just want to tell people there's there really is so much good to it. When I get when I stopped um trying to force him into this cookie cutter shape mm-hmm. is when it really started like or when it stopped being so hard. Yeah. When I quit trying <clears throat> to uh force him to be a certain way, which I didn't force him to be a certain way, but you expect you think it's going to go a certain way yeah. when you're a parent. You mm-hmm. have a vision of how this is going to go. Well, yeah. Go ahead and mop that off the table. Yeah. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. know, you need to start from a clean slate, kind of live in the world for a minute. Yeah. And if they got an interest, go full force with it. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I read an article a couple of days ago <clears throat> completely about autism and how to combat it when you – first learn of it and this it was about three pages long and i read the whole thing because i got interested in it ever since i talked to you and we set up this podcast and stuff i wanted to learn as much as i could about it yeah uh so i read this article and it said at the very beginning at the very end of the article it said where most parents uh mess up when first finding out of their autism, of their child's autism, they put it into a uh, analogy like they was driving down the road in a car. And they said, you, uh, you, you find out your child's autistic. Instead of hitting the brakes, slamming on the brakes in your car and veering to the left to avoid this autism, 
they said gently apply the brake and steer into it. Yeah. And kind of just go with it. And, uh, you know, if, <clears throat> and that's why they said that uh, uh, diagnosis at the earliest age possible is so important because you can start to turn into it as early as possible. And, and by what you said, you know, uh, just go with it. You know, you, you kind of have to lead them into, into the direction that you want them to go and what you know is best instead of slamming on the brakes and trying to stop it. Oh, yeah. There is no stopping it is what I'm trying to say. You just kind of got to go the the smoothest route with it. Yeah. Right? Well, that, would you agree oh, when with it that? first happened, <clears throat> I, I pulled the e-brake. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> I what I'm meaning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And to go, to go with that analogy, um, I did. I, I pulled the e-brake on it and absolutely, yeah. nope, not mine. Yeah. You know, which mm-hmm. was, it wasn't completely wrong, but I didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. You know, if that's how you did, you know, everybody deals with things differently, mm-hmm. but I had no idea. I was, I was completely ignorant to what autism was in the spectrum of it. Yeah. I watched a couple of videos and said, no, that's not my kid. Cause he mm-hmm. doesn't do A, B and C. <clears throat> okay. Well, there's a, there's a saying that always goes around. If you've met a child with autism, you have met one child with autism. Okay. Because each one is completely different. Yeah. And that's, that's the God's honest truth. Yeah, I can that, see yeah. that. I can see that. I mean, every one of them that I've ever seen or met, seen on on TV or whatever it may be, or met in in uh, my life, there's something special to each one of them. Oh yeah. To each one of them, you know, it's not uh, it's not like a, a a disease or something like that that afflicts everybody in the same way and they have the same symptoms. It, it affects them differently yeah. in their own way. And uh, there, there's something I've seen that that's always bothered me. Is uh, I got on, uh, I started listening to uh, autism podcasts on uh, Spotify, mm-hmm. where you can find Danny's podcast. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I started, uh, I started getting on there and just listening to other parents. Well, I, I come across one, and I knew I would eventually. Mm-hmm. How to cure autism? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd say you took offense to that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I think anybody would, you know, don't don't give them white bread. Don't you know? Don't let them uh, go outside after dark, or you yeah. know, it was crazy, you know, yeah. crazy stuff. And I'm like, yeah, there's not a cure for it. Why? Why would you want to cure it? Yeah, the best, you know. <sighs> Anderson's Anderson because his his brain is wired different. Yeah. And yeah. man, I love it. Yeah. You know, if if I could take all the parts that he struggles from, I would. Mm-hmm. But y- you cannot you can't have good without a little bit of bad. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. I I wouldn't take away the part <clears throat> that he could tell you anything you want to know about a train whether it's an electric, diesel, you know, steam engine. He teaches me. I didn't know nothing about a train. Yeah. (laughs) I do now. You know, they're all over my house. I have no choice. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I really, uh, every person in this world has 
their quirks, their, 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 the odd things that they do, uh, the bad parts of their personality, things that they have to have that ain't good, that isn't good for them. Everybody's got bad things in their life. I don't know why people look at autistic children any different. I really, I really don't. I don't either. Uh, I mean, ever since that uh, me and you talked and he was coming on the podcast, I'll admit before that, I, I didn't know anything about autism, just from what I'd seen on TV. But ever since then, I've been reading articles and and just general knowledge of autism. It's really not that much different than anybody else in this world that is struggling from any type of any type of maybe anxiety disorders or oh, yeah. or PTSD or uh, uh, social anxiety disorders or anything like that. You know, in a lot of cases, it's much worse than autism. Oh yeah, for, for especially for the children that is a uh, uh, what's the word they they're fairly they're normal in their upbringing and stuff. You know they're. We said it a few minutes ago. Uh, I need to I need to remember what they said. Not nonverbal and verbal, but uh, they're just more active. They're they're uh, uh, high functioning. High functioning. Yeah. You know, it's not that much different than a high functioning per- person yeah. with autism. You know, now I do understand that there is more, way more severe cases of autism and stuff like that, where it's more of self harm issues and everything, but. You know, I'll admit this. There was a time in my life where I would self-harm myself. Yeah. And I've never said that on the podcast. I don't think I've ever told that to anybody. But just to prove a point, I would do things that hurt myself. And I'm not autistic. Yeah. So I don't understand why there's such a maybe a stigma attached with autism. Oh, as that's what it is. is. And I mean, especially especially in small towns, uh, you don't want to talk <clears> about uh, anxiety disorders. You want you don't want to tell anybody you're depressed. You don't want to say, yeah. my kid has autism. You mm-hmm. don't want to say, you know, my kid's ADHD because you got, you got Sally down the road. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. 30 years ago, mm-hmm. well, there was never none of this. Yeah, there Honey, was. there was, there but was. your grandma drank every night. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah. that's how she dealt with it. Uh-huh. Now we got Zoloft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly you right. Know? You're hitting it right on the head. That's true. So that's that's kind of the hard part. That's why that's why whenever we first got the diagnosis, it was, you didn't want to talk. I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. It wasn't that I didn't want to talk about it. I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't ashamed of it. I I. I didn't know how to explain it because that's what I was dealt with yeah. was, well, what is it? Well, I don't know. My kid just got diagnosed 15 minutes ago. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I find out, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I open that book of doom that they gave yeah. me, you know, I'll tell you. Yeah. But it's, I don't want people to look at it as something bad. There, there is bad with it, and there, there is struggles that come with it. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I want to be there for that parent that felt the way that I felt, and maybe can see me and my husband and my son and our girls. Um, I have two stepdaughters. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which if there's anybody that's an Anderson Wrangler, it's those two. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know what kind of magic voodoo. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. They wrangle him better than I do. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> this is a funny part of it, but uh, when it first happened, you know, uh, me and one of the girls was uh, driving, and I said, uh, I need to talk to you about your brother, you know. I just I wanted to explain to him what was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mela looks at me, and she said, so he's artistic? Like he can draw real good? <laughs> <laughs> and like, artistic. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah. Slight yeah. mispronunciation. Yeah. So, <laughs> a couple, couple months later, or something. I guess she was arguing on the playground with somebody about her little brother, yeah. and she said, "And I let them know that being artistic is not bad." Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Like, that's a good thing. <laughs> because so, you know. Artistic. That's funny. Uh, so yeah. it's, you know, <clears throat> there's more good than bad. Yeah. But, but man, in those bad times, you really mm-hmm. you really need to support these people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I can't imagine there being uh, nowhere near enough support for, for parents and children like, you know, dealing with autism and things. And uh, I would say, and you could probably vouch for this, once you make the adjustments that you need in your life, you know, no doubt it's always going to be hard. There's always going to be bad days. Everybody in the world has bad days, no matter what you're dealing with. But like I said before, I believe God puts these people in parents' lives for a reason. They're specifically chosen for these type of parents, I believe, that can deal with it, that can make the adjustments to deal with something like this. So I'm I'm gonna say <clears throat> once you make the adjustments and stuff, you know, it's just kind of it's just kind of that's life, you know. Yeah. It's just the way that life yeah. is, you know. And some of the stuff he does, you know, it's not always autism. Sometimes he's just a six year old boy. Yeah, you know, that's what I wanted to say next. Yeah, there is very normal things about yeah. autistic children, you know, that has nothing to oh, do yeah. with autism. Sometimes I'm like, man, boys are tough. Yeah, girls yeah. are tough, but. They nothing like little boys. Yeah, yeah. Goodness. I've got two up there that's, God, man, they're huge boys. <laughs> they're getting so big. <laughs> they went to the, we went to the fair last night, and they was, they bought these big blow-up hammers. Oh, man. Man, they was rocking each other with those things. <laughs> <laughs> so I know all about that. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> but I, I would, I would say, you know, don't let, the autism define a child because there's so much more than that oh yeah yeah Yeah. that's just a very small piece of them it it really is it doesn't it doesn't define them at all there's a lot um some of their personality traits or or stuff like that you can it comes back to that but at Mm. the end of the day they're still just them well, you yeah, know, it, they're no different than any other child. I mean, I'm sure when you meet somebody for the first time, you say, hey, my name's this, my name's, this is my husband, and this is my autistic child. Yeah. You don't do that. No. You don't introduce Anderson <laughs> as my autistic child. You know, this is Anderson. 
Yeah. He's a perfectly healthy, normal child. And that's what I want, I want people to know. We didn't start the page to uh, shove it in anybody's face. Hey, Anderson has autism. Yeah, he has autism, but your child, you know, might have, you know, if you think your child has autism, let's bring that to light. Let's well, sweep yeah. off the surface well, yeah. and say, hey, if you need help, we're here to help you. Absolutely. I, I wish somebody would have done that for me. Now, I don't know if you do this or not, but I think it might be a good idea. <clears throat> you may, like I say, you may already do this. Is there like a group setting that you all do for like parents? I would like love a meeting, to do that. Like a meeting, a support group, or just for parents to sit in a circle and talk and cry and yell and scream or something other? There isn't, but I would love to start that. That would be awesome yeah. because I'm sure there would be a parents from all over come to something like that oh yeah because because we need it i mean even yeah. even today you know we help out uh with the schools and stuff like that but there's times that i still need you know well help. yeah yeah well, yeah there's days i freak out oh yeah you know, <laughs> absolutely i and freak out <laughs> i want to say this too um you know we do we donate the sensory items, and mm-hmm. I'm out here constantly researching every evening, every day, um, looking for something. There's not a sensory item in the world. There's not a vest in the world. There's not a crash pad in the world that'll that'll cure what's going on. There's not a cure, you know. Yeah, yeah. I still buy it. Mm-hmm. I, I still try, and I and. The other day, Anderson had a real hard day at school, and uh, I I was real upset about it, you know, because I thought, man, I just want to help him. I hate knowing he's had a bad day at school, well, you yeah. know. I don't want him to go to school and hate school. <clears throat> and I told Brandon, I said, there's, there's not a thing in this world that I can buy to help him at school. Yeah. There's, there's not nothing that will fix mm-hmm. those moments. Which school does he go to? At Saint Gap. That's a good yeah. school. Oh yeah, and the the teachers that's rallied mm-hmm. up with him has been great. Oh yeah, yeah. Very fortunate to have the people in our schools that we do. I feel like. Oh yeah, we really do because yeah. it's it's as soon as we needed help, mm-hmm. we there was a crowd around us. Oh, I, I guarantee yeah. it. And they've even went as far as to <clears throat> take um, the stuff he was learning in kindergarten and make out sheets that involve trains and to keep his attention okay and the work he's been doing at school has been excellent that's awesome yeah now can you explain the significance of the puzzle piece like i know that that is significant to autism and stuff but you see it on license plates i see Mm -hmm. it on the back of people's cars and stuff like that and somebody may not know what that is or what it signifies. Do you know exactly well, what that represents or not, and how um, it come about? There is a stigma right now, and you'll see it online. People want to use the uh, infinity symbol that's uh, rainbow-colored, and I'll stick with the puzzle piece because, yeah. you know, it was actually created by a man for his son. That's where it originated from. A lot of people say that Autism Speaks created it. They didn't. It, it came from that man originally. And okay. if those people, everything is cancel culture right now. Some, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. somebody's going to hear me talking on here and say, uh, we need to cancel her. Yeah. You know. Get over it. You know, she said, you know, 
been diagnosed as traumatic. She's canceled. Yeah, yeah. So, um, a lot of people will say, don't use the puzzle piece. Don't use the puzzle piece. To me, the puzzle piece means that Anderson was that piece that abs- that completed what our family was. That's the way I always took it. Yeah. yeah. It was never... A lot of people say, well, Autism Speaks said that it was, you know, a puzzle somebody needed to figure out. No. Everybody wants to be so negative now. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) to me, it means so much more than that. You know, Mm -hmm. they complete something. Yeah. They're not something to figure out. You Mm -hmm. know, you don't necessarily, when that puzzle's done, you know, it's complete. Yeah, that's the way I always do yeah. it. That's the that's the representation that I always thought of it as. You know, a puzzle piece goes into a very specific spot, mm-hmm. which goes back to me saying that you know, uh, God sets out with certain parents for these these children. They fit in a certain home, a certain a certain lifestyle with certain parents. That's kind of the way I figured the puzzle piece was represented. Oh, yeah. There's a puzzle piece that goes in one specific spot. So that's yeah, and a, lot, and a lot of people are negative. I know there's uh, a lot of negative around Autism Speaks, but um, that binder, uh, mm. that binder is actually put out by Autism Speaks. They donate it um, to these centers yeah. when you get diagnosed. There was a lot of bad in that binder, but eventually you do have to think about those things. Oh, yeah, you do. I didn't want to do it right then. Mm -mm, I can't imagine. I was still mad about it. That's like anything you don't want to do right now, anything Mm -hmm. hard, you don't want to do that right now. Yeah. I just, I'm thankful for it because there were so many resources in there I needed. Yeah. But at that moment, I didn't need to see that i would imagine you need nothing but being uplifted yeah at that time and then when you're more prepared for the bad kind of spring that on you later maybe and put it in a separate binder (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, by the way this is really dark so (laughs) be prepared (laughs) yeah (laughs) get out that uh sock drawer marlboro pack (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but it just it's I, there's such a stigma, and uh, Autism Speaks will help you. They'll mm-hmm. help you out. All these programs will help you. There's always going to be something bad. Somebody's yeah. probably said something about about Awesome mm-hmm. Like Anderson. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure there's been somebody, you know, everybody's yeah. got an opinion. Oh, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But you know what they say about those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> that's how i feel about that that's good that's the way to feel about it this was this was never to uh put my son on blast or anything i support him he supports me you know we do our thing anytime we donate to the schools i i don't do it by myself i you know i make him go with me (laughs) you know i introduce him to whoever it is because it's not me this is his thing Mm -hmm. you know so it it was never about us. It yeah. was it was always about helping him and then helping somebody else who mm-hmm. who was quiet about it or helping yeah. that person that was 
crying in the kitchen. Yeah. That that's what Awesome Like Anderson was created about. Yeah, yeah, people better be glad that there is people like you out there that takes the initiative and does things like this because if there wouldn't, I mean, just think about it. What would we know about autism? Yeah. Oh, if I would. People I would just like you and your husband and Anderson doesn't do the things you're doing. What would we know? Yeah. I mean, the only perspective <clears throat> when dealing with something like this, in my opinion, the only perspective that, that the perspective that matters the most is the person that deals with the very issue itself. Not what I read in a book, not what I've wrote down here from articles that I've read and stuff, but from the mouths of people that deal with this themselves. Oh, yeah. So people better shut their mouth hating on somebody for bringing this to light and talking about it and should be thankful for it. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's why I feel about it. <laughs> I just had to rant but, there for a minute. It gets on my nerves when people hate on people trying to do a good thing. This oh, is yeah. just crazy. And, I've told my husband plenty of times, I said, I'm so worried that somebody's going to think that anytime we get donations or something that we're using that money for something we're not. Oh, yeah. You know, I understand that. Mm -hmm. That was always my fear. Yeah. You know, we both work. It's one of those things, but I know there's somebody out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, here she goes posting again, I bet, you know. Yeah. Wonder wonder if she used that donation money to buy this. I understand what you're saying there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Completely dealing with this podcast because I sell shirts and hats and window stickers and uh, something else, tumblers and coffee <laughs> mugs and stuff. And I try to make it very, very uh, obvious to people. As I'm Oh God, I just hit my mic. <laughs> Very obvious to people that I don't, that money don't go to me. Yeah. It goes into into a bank account or right there on Spotify. And it goes, any dime of it that is made from this podcast goes right back into it. Not to me, oh, not yeah. to groceries, not to something I want, not to, a, not to a pistol. Everybody knows I love guns. Not to anything like that. It yeah. goes into this room. Right here, so I understand what you're saying about that. You, you, you know, and it, it's unfortunate that people feel that way that you're trying trying to get some type of notoriety or make something of of an issue like this. Unfortunately, there's going to be people like that. Uh, I hate to say it, but yeah, oh, yeah I understand I, what you're saying. Did it go off? No. <laughs> I can hear myself for a second, <laughs> but it's. You know, and that's just my, I get in my own head, I feel like, about it. Yeah, I probably do too. I know, I know what we're doing is a good thing, Mm -hmm. but I know how people can turn that around. So I just, I do want to make it clear that anytime we're giving anything, Mm -hmm. it's like you said, it's turned right back around. Yeah. Any money we've ever had. And that walk, I don't even want to say how much we probably, me and my husband took out of our pocket yeah. to do it. Awesome. And that was, at first, that was going to be it. We were just going to do an annual walk. And mm-hmm. seeing those people, and I seen moms there that day that was just relieved. Or I seen dads there that day that was relieved. I seen, you know, Anderson playing with kids that were Anderson, mm-hmm. you know. Made it all worth it, didn't it? Oh, yeah. 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 And then 
we got to do the uh, proclamation, and mm-hmm. uh, I bawled in public. Yeah. Oh, man. I was supposed to say something. Yeah. Couldn't say nothing. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, I well, just, that spoke louder than words, I'd say. Yeah. I was seeing, because it was me and Brandon and Anderson standing up there, and uh, Judge Gabbard started to speak, and... I just look out at all these people looking at us mm-hmm. and I thought, man, we've helped somebody standing here today. Well, yeah. Somebody absolutely. standing here that needed their child to be heard. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. That's and very same just, world. I, the more he talked, the more I cried. Yeah. And, uh, the, <laughs> all I could do was, was hug my boy because, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. As tough as he is, man, he. Yeah. Man, I'm proud of him. You should be. You've got every right to be. Uh, Before we go, is there anything else you would need to touch on? Because you can sure sure as heck touch on it. Let me see. I do want to mention your Facebook page before we go, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, our Facebook page is Awesome Like Anderson, and I I try to post quite a bit on there. Mm-hmm. Um, try to keep everybody in the loop. Uh, we do have a, a community trunk or treat. I know I was going to mention that. I kept forgetting. Yep. Uh, Lynetta Hunter, the the angel of Sang Out. <laughs> yeah, she really is. Yeah. <laughs> that woman's got her hands in everything, oh, and yeah. it's all good stuff. Which I just kind of started to know her. I always knew of her, but, yeah. oh, man, she's, she's really good. good. Uh, she's partnering up with me to do a community trunk or treat mm-hmm. um, October 21st, uh, 6 to 8 at the community center. Awesome. And we're going to have, uh, it's going to be sensory friendly, you know, kids can uh Come up there and play. That is amazing. Yeah, I'm really sensory environment. (laughs) That's cool because there's nothing like that. Uh, It can it it gets overwhelming. You know, people don't realize it. It gets overwhelming, and uh, there's times when I'll tell people, you know, he's at his limit. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's ready to go. You know, and people don't. Unless you know, you don't know. So you know when it's time to go. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's we've great. Created a a place where they can come up there and they're able. If you want to grab, you know, all all the candy sitting there, grab that it. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You know, I'll, uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna get some activities together and. Next, we're going to do a sensory Santa event. And uh, so if anybody in the community is listening to this and you have a child that is on the spectrum or special needs, any special yeah, needs, yeah. I am trying to get uh, Christmas presents for each one of those children. But I want to um, personalize these. If they have okay. an interest... That's what I want to buy. I don't want to buy them something that um, they don't like. You know, like Anderson's thing is, you're not gonna, you're not gonna hurt his feelings if you get him a train. Well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, so I want, uh, if I can, I want to get that information. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can, uh, 
follow the Facebook page and or send me a message on Facebook and I'll get your child's name down and what they would like. We still have a few months to go, so yeah. I'm going to try to make this a a big you know a Absolutely. big deal. Well, yeah, you know you need to. It is a big deal. That's huge because a lot of times that's there's there's things that other children get to do that are o- overwhelming. Yeah. To our children. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? so, That's awesome. I'm That's a really good thing. <laughs> you know, and I would also uh, like to urge you to look into the uh, support group thing oh, for yeah. parents. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I really think that would be great. Yeah, that's definitely a great idea. Because I know that there's probably parents out there just begging to be able to just go somewhere and talk and cry and scream. Oh, yeah. I know. I, I mean, I might show up one day. You never know. I'm like, can I come in and holler for a minute? And yeah, then I'll why, leave. This whole, this whole week, you know, when we, when we talked last week, and, yeah. uh, Ashley Lynn at um, A&J, yeah. she said, uh, I said, how did you do that? I would love to just go in there and just, just talk. I think yeah. I can let it out. And then when you said, oh, yeah, let's pick a date, I was like, <laughs> Uh-huh. Wait a second. Yeah, yeah. No. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be good stuff. All that's good stuff. Well, folks, uh, yeah, be sure to follow uh, Andrea's uh, Facebook page, Awesome with Anderson. It's a great cause. It's a great thing to be aware of. Uh, thank you for coming and talking to us. It's been really good. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I it's it's been really fun. Yeah. I, I'm surprised. Got my nerves out of the way and got to talk about. Everybody does. Everybody chills out. Got to out. talk about my best friend yeah, for yeah. an hour. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good, the bad, the oh, yeah. the crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I sure appreciate you coming on. And if if you've ever got any uh, events coming mm-hmm. up, come back if, uh, if you want to talk about them. Or you can face message me on Facebook. Let me know, and I'll be sure to let people know about them and everything. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Glad to help any way I can. Thank you. Thanks. Stay awesome. <laughs> hey, guys. We'd like to remind you that the What's Up World podcast is sponsored by Paul and Ledetta Hunter, owners and operators of Whistle Stop Express and Livingstone Outreach Incorporated. Whistle Stop is located in Sand Gap, Kentucky. They sell gas, diesel, propane exchange tanks, and they carry a wide variety of automotive products. Pride dog food, several different types of livestock feed, including chicken, horse, goat, cattle, shelled and cracked corn, and more. Pick up your postage stamps while you're there, too. Their breakfast menu is served fresh every morning starting at 5 a.m., Monday through Friday, and 7 a.m. on the weekends. They close at 9 nightly. They offer the best quality deli meat sliced fresh to order. The phone number is 606-965-7613. Adjacent to Whistle Stop is Livingstone Outreach, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that focuses on meeting the needs of the community by providing clothing, food, hygiene products, etc. They are continually working to help others through youth programs and community projects. If you want to donate, call them at 859-582-3445 or stop by on your way through. 